Welcome to the Fully Free Podcast with your host, Taylor Lee. This is the podcast to get real about what it takes to become the wealthiest and happiest version of you. After creating my first seven-figure year, 12 months after having my first baby, I am on a mission to show as many women as possible how they can create tons of money in their online business with the most ease and joy possible. I'm here to inspire you and guide you with weekly episodes on money, marketing, life, and all things online business. All right, let's dive in to this week's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to be here with Chelsea Jarvis. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to have you and have this conversation about running a business through a divorce as a single mom, dating, (laughs) all the things, (laughs) um, and like just get the inside scoop on what that's been like for you. So anyway, before we dive in, why don't you tell people a little bit about what you do to start? So uh, I'm a relationship coach. That's a, that's like the in a nutshell version of what I do. Um, I help women with their confidence in embodying their feminine energy, in learning relationship skills because it it is like in a business you have to learn certain skills, and it's the same thing in relationships. Um, all of that stuff whether they're dating or they're in a relationship that they want to take to the next level or they're healing from a divorce. I tend to attract a lot of those because, (laughs) because I've been there, I've been through it, been there, bought the (laughs) t-shirt. So that's basically what I do. Awesome. Cool. Okay. And we connect, I usually like to kind of share the story of how we connected, which I don't even know how we like, just cross paths. I feel like, unless you remember something that I don't, so I just, I'm like, I just know you. I feel like we've just been in the same world for many years now that I just like, I, I don't know. At some yeah. point we were probably in the same Facebook group together or something like that, <laughs> but it's, I mean, we've just kind of both been around the block for a while. So I don't really know exactly yeah. where it started. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's basically, I'm just like, I just know her. Um, yeah. <laughs> but what's, what's funny, if people might find this a little bit funny and interesting to know is it is, hold on. I have a visitor speaking of, um, needing some podcast editing. <laughs> I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> Thank you, Max, to my podcast editor, yeah. which is your ex-husband, which is one yes. thing that you've helped me out with in business big time is an amazing podcast editor. Um, yes. so and by the way, like I found that so funny. Um, yeah. you know, I told my, I told my mom about that. She thought it was hilarious and it is really funny because I mean, honestly, like the topic of our divorce and all of that, obviously that is something we're going to be talking about. And people are like, yeah. isn't that like strange, you know, talking about it, knowing that he's going to be listening. And I'm like, no, it's not, we have a really great relationship. So it's not, it's not weird at all. That's awesome. Yeah. So I thought that this topic would be so cool to talk about. And I'm like, just so you know, he's still my podcast editor. <laughs> so that's cool with you, right? You're like, yeah, no big deal, which I figured, but I wanted to check, but, um, yeah. I do think that's kind of funny. Shout out to Max. Um, hey, enjoy Max. the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so let's speaking of, let's go back to 
when the divorce was happening. I don't know where you want to start with this, but I'm just so curious, like what that was like, what I could imagine is like, it's a big decision. It's a lot. There's a lot of transition. You're running a business. You're, I don't, I mean, you guys obviously have two beautiful kids together. So it was a very serious long-term relationship, kids involved. Like what, what was that like? What did that bring up to you for you? Well, so yeah, Max and I had been together at, we had been together for about 12 years at that point. Like, so this was, you know, I mean, we were married, we'd been married for almost 10 years at that point. And, you know, I actually asked for a divorce days before our 10 year anniversary. (sighs) And so I, you know, made the, like, tried to make a lighthearted joke. Like I saved you from buying me an expensive present, but I don't think that really meant much in that moment. It was a bad joke. Yeah. But it was, it was a really big life change because also the year before we had moved from Montreal to British Columbia. So literally all the way across Canada. So we were already navigating this major life change. And at that point I was doing more coaching around like money and business and that sort of thing with my old Mm. company that I had. And What was really crazy was as soon as I asked for a divorce, my income dried up. Like Mm. it was the most terrifying thing because I, I felt in my heart, like I was like, I know I'm making the right decision, but holy crap. (laughs) It was, um, like it, it was wild. My clients just dropped off one by one for different reasons that had nothing to do with my personal life. It was just the way it, it was just the way the cookie crumbled. Their contracts were finishing. They thought they were going to renew and then they changed their mind. Or like there was just a whole bunch of perfect storm circumstances that led to my income going from like 10 K a month to a few hundred dollars a month. (laughs) Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden I'm trying to pay for this house by myself because my husband had moved out he was the one who moved out and like I I said yeah I'll keep the house because I thought I would have the income to support it and that turned out to not be the case (laughs) so you know my savings I blew through those very quickly um it was not long before I couldn't pay for anything like I and, you know, I know like this was such a, it, I, I wasn't even conflicted about it. I was going to say it was a conflicting time, but it really wasn't. I, I knew in my heart I was making the right decision. It just sucked. Like that was what it came down to. It was, I know I'm doing the right thing, but it sucks. And mm. I had to, I, I also had this really confusing thing happening where people suddenly wanted relationship advice from me. And I'm like, you know, I'm getting divorced. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, but you know, that's exactly why I'm asking you. Cause like you've done, you know, work on your communication and like, you've like, they wanted to know because either they were thinking about leaving their relationship and they wanted to know my experience with that, or they just, they saw that I was navigating some stuff and they felt compelled to start asking. So in December, 2019, I started magnetic femininity and I closed down my previous business because I was like, all of a sudden money felt like the last thing I wanted to talk about. And I think part of that was because I wasn't making much of it, but also because 
it felt like it just didn't matter to me in that moment. Like, of course Mm. I wanted to make more of it, but it no longer felt like something I really cared about. Even with my clients who were making a lot of money, there was a part of me that I was like, I feel like I should be happier than I am about this, but money's all of a sudden became so boring to me. It was something that I was just like, I felt very disconnected from it. And I really just wanted to talk about relationships and like all of this stuff that I was learning for myself. So I started this business right where I was. Like I (laughs) knew that I still had a lot to learn. I was very freshly separated, but it felt very right. And I had to, I had to go with that, even though on paper, it looked absolutely idiotic (laughs) start a relationship coaching business in the, in the wake of a separation. (laughs) Like that doesn't make sense. Okay. Right. (laughs) Like that does not make sense on paper at all. And I'm sure there were probably people who had some thoughts on that, but I just, I, I, I had to do what felt right. And the hardest thing was that I can't even say like, oh yeah, so I started it and it immediately took off. And like, it worked, like I didn't even immediately have that evidence monetarily that I was doing the right thing because I still had a little bit more rock bottom to reach <laughs> before things yeah. started to turn around. Um, so in January, 2020, I remember thinking like, I don't have any savings. I am not making much money right now. All of my clients have officially dropped off. I need to find an apartment or something. Like I need to move out of this house. I need to move. And I had this intuitive feeling like, no, just wait. This is just a knee jerk reaction. Just wait. And so I was like, fine. Okay. (laughs) I'll wait. And then February came along and I couldn't pay my rent. So I'm like, universe, I was ready to take charge of this. I was ready to like be proactive about this. Why did you tell me to wait? And I ended up losing my house because halfway through the month, I still hadn't paid my rent. My landlord was, um, to put it mildly, not a patient man. And (laughs) I didn't have a lease. Like we, we, I, I didn't have a lease, so I didn't have any legal rights or anything. Um, so he was planning to come evict me in front of my kids. And the only reason that I found that out in advance was because, um, my ex-husband called him for something else. I don't even know what that something else was, but the landlord told him (laughs) that he was going to come home from Mexico and evict me. And so at that point I had had a feeling that that was probably what was going to happen. So when he called me and told me that, and he said, like, Jim's planning to kick you out, like, what's going on? And so I told him everything. And I said, Okay, here we go. (laughs) Like, I packed up the entire house with my kids running around who were much younger at the time. And one of them was very sick, perhaps with COVID for all we know, this was February 2020. (laughs) So Um, you know, it was a wild time packing up my entire house in like three days, putting everything in storage, leaving my kids with my ex-husband. I didn't, until I figured out where I was going to live, driving to my parents' house in Alberta and being like, okay, well, there's no room to run from anything anymore. Like I have officially lost the roof over my head. 
my business is not making any money or very, very little money. And I don't know when I'm going to get to live with my kids again. So <laughs> yeah, I was like, I think I've run from things long enough. I think that there's some stuff that I just need to be a grown ass woman and face it. <laughs> I need to look at it. I need to look at where I've been irresponsible with money. I need to look at where I haven't been. I haven't been being all of who I am. I was actually in a relationship at that time. I was in a very short-lived relationship. I also broke that off because that was not going well. So like everything in my life, except like my immediate family, I felt like everything was just, you know, down the drain. So at that point, I just spent weeks processing emotions, crying, um, getting it all out, healing. And luckily, um, I was with a fam I have a family who's very supportive, but I could tell that they, they really, what they really wanted to say, I felt was why won't you just get a job? <laughs> like, yeah, I could, I, they didn't just come out and say it because I, th I, they know that it, it's not who I am, but on paper, it looked like the smart thing to do. It looked like, listen, yeah. girl, you have no evidence that any of this is working. Like why don't you just apply for some jobs? And, but something in me was like, I can't. And I know like I, part of me is open to that because I feel desperate, but I was like, I believe in myself more than that. I don't feel like it's right. I, I, something in me just said like, it's not the right move. And knowing that my parents so badly just wanted me to be okay. They just wanted me to be able to get back on my feet and they helped me in whatever ways they could. But um, it was really hard to listen to my gut during that time because not, nothing my gut was saying made any sense. <laughs> like nothing. Yeah. And so I, I spent those weeks with my parents. Luckily it was only a few weeks and I found an apartment and I just, I, I made the moves that felt right, but they didn't work at first. I start, I tried to launch a program out of desperation. I could like, it felt like nothing was working. It felt like nothing was sticking. I felt like I was blind and just throwing spaghetti at the wall, having no idea if, if, if it's sticking, just <laughs> everything felt upside down. And add to that, the pandemic had started at that point. So like, Nobody had any clue what was happening in the world. I mean, everyone's just buying toilet paper and like doing all kinds of crazy <laughs> things. <laughs> what a wild time to be alive that was. <laughs> Seriously. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I wanted funny. to laugh about it now, but. <laughs> oh my God. For real. I want to pause you because. I mean, I, I don't actually want to pause you. I'm like, what happened? What did tell us? Like, you know, it's like a cliffhanger, but it's. It's such a cool story. I'm sure when you were in it at these different parts, it didn't feel all that cool. But this is such an example of what I try to tell people where like, I think there's this misconception that like, if you always do what's in alignment and you always listen to your intuition, everything will go perfectly. And I'm curious your perspective now, because like, I, we could, we could fluff it up and be like, well, it did go perfectly. It all worked out. It, like, you know, it, it happened exactly how yeah. it was supposed to. Sure. But like what I mean by perfectly is like, 
it'll all go perfectly. There's going to be no rock bottoms. There's going to be no hard times. <laughs> all the money's going to be flowing in. That's not true. I mean, what's your perspective on that now? Like looking back? Well, I mean, my perspective looking back is just like you said, like it all, it it did work out in hindsight, everything. I got what I needed from those experiences. But even in the moment, um, I was really fortunate to be in some programs with, with some coaching that really helped me keep perspective (laughs) through that hard time in my life. And I was really going through it and thinking about one day, this will be a story. Like this, uh, this part is temporary. The whole time I knew that there was, there was no part of me that was like, Oh my God, this is just my life now. Like I knew that like this part is temporary. I just got to get through. I just got to navigate what's in front of me but this is not how my life is going to be from now on. This is just a part of the story. So I'm just going to take it one bite at a time, one step at a time. And, you know, I had, you know, what looked like a very rough series of bad luck incidents, you know, right after I found an apartment in the end of March, my transmission on my van completely crapped out. And, (laughs) and then after that, um, my, the roof collapsed on the bill on the building that I lived in while my kids and I were sleeping. So like between the transmission crapping out and the roof collapsing and like being yet again, like <laughs> crap, we got no place to live, but we, I, I found the place that same day and it was okay. And it was actually a way, 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 way better place. But you know, I, I remember talking on the phone to my dad and he was like, Oh my God, Chelsea, like you just can't catch a break. And I remember saying to him, like, it's not always going to be like this. I don't know how much longer this part's going to last, but it's, I know that it's not always going to be like this. It's, <laughs> and at that point, I got to the point where I was starting to have a more of a sense of humor about it because it was just so ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, really? (laughs) And, you know, it got to that point where, I mean, looking back, just the sheer number of things going wrong in rapid succession, like, like, wow, that was wild. (laughs) (laughs) Like, literally the roof collapsing on our building while we're sleeping. Like, what the heck? I mean, mean, I feel like me listening, because I've never heard this whole story like this and anyone else, like, I just keep listening and thinking like, okay, then the next thing is going to be the, like, the breakthrough and the the moment. And, and you're like, and then, oh gosh. Well, you know, after the roof collapsing, actually, things did start to turn around very rapidly because uh, the, you know, the, the roof collapse happened at about three in the morning. So I got my kids out of there. Like, we, the alarms going off in the building. It's crazy. Uh, alarms still trigger me sometimes because of that. But yeah. It was, uh, we got out the building and I think I was just in shock because I'm looking at it. Like the whole building is just, <laughs> and I'm like, wow. wow, that's crazy. But like not very much emotion. It's just yeah, huh. like, wow, this is weird. And I ended up um, going in the local Facebook group just cause I was bored. I was scrolling my phone, like passing the time until I figured out what the next step was and someone posted like, Oh, you know, if any, any of the victims of the roof collapse need a place to stay. Like I have a vacation rental that because of COVID the the people who were supposed to be staying there 
weren't able to go. So, um, like it's available if anybody wants to go stay there. So I was like me, <laughs> me and my kids. Mm-hmm. So we got there and it's like this gorgeous three bedroom vacation rental with a million dollar view of the mountains and the hot tub. And like, <laughs> so me and the kids were like, we, we entered the building and we were like, what (laughs) we just start like screaming and dancing around and we're like I can't believe this and she ended up renting it to me for a very reasonable price that I was able to afford and you know I live in Canada so we actually got a reasonable amount of support through COVID like we got a lot of like two thousand dollars a month plus there was a five hundred dollar rental credit like we got a lot of support so that was actually kind of perfect timing (laughs) for me yeah it helped me get back on my feet. And not only that, but I got to do it in this gorgeous environment where like, it was absolutely amazing. And the kids weren't in school. So like, it was it was a bumpy ride. But it really was the perfect environment to be in at that time, where I was trying to put my life back together. And I had all that support. <laughs> so September of that year in 2020, then I moved to where I live now in um, in the town that I live now. And I have just kind of allowed my life to be gloriously boring since then. Like, <laughs> I'm like you know, I, I can just rest here. Like, yeah. I am starting to feel change on the horizon, but it's been so nice to just let the last two and a half years be peace and quiet and boring. And, um, in, when I was living in that vacation rental, I came up with, am I allowed to, allowed to swear on this? Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I came up with this program called fucking easy because yeah. I, I got to this point where like, after living in that vacation rental for like a month, And just feeling like, oh my God, everything opened up. Like I had faith and it's working and like things are coming together. Momentum is. And so I I was like, I feel like I just want to make a program called fucking easy because that's how my life feels right now. And all these people were like, oh my God, you should totally do it. I want to buy that. (laughs) I did. And, you know, my, my brand started to form and things just started to take shape. And so I've spent, you know, I spent a couple of years dating and went dating through a pandemic the best you can anyway. Yeah. And like, it was, it was such, um, it was such a fun time in my life and I've collected certainly many stories. (laughs) I bet. Yeah. And it's like the whole time I knew that like, this is, this is leading somewhere really good. So I'm just, I'm going to go on the ride. I'm going to be willing to engage in the journey. And it's like, it's, it's all leading somewhere good. I just got to trust myself. Like nothing I've done has been a misstep. So if there are no missteps, that means I can just trust that whatever's happening in front of me will make sense at at some point in time. So that's like the most condensed version I can that I can muster but it's a big story it is and I I love it it's an awesome story and there's so many things I feel like we could dive into in it and I just like a it's reminding me how important it is to share your story because that's what like really sets you apart like 
and also really builds connection with people. Like, I just know that people will hear this as you're speaking. I'm like, I know there's so many people that need to hear this, especially that piece about like trusting yourself and you could, you can be on the right path and you can be making the right decisions without instant gratification of everything going well. Yeah. is so important for so many people because Mm-hmm. I mean, everything, like just life in general, but definitely business as well. And those two things combined, it's like, there are going to be those moments. They'll probably look different for you who's listening. I hope they look <laughs> different. <laughs> <laughs> but they happen and they don't mean that you're yeah. on the wrong path and they don't mean you suck and they don't mean you can't trust yourself. And I'm glad that what I really admire in your story is that you somehow didn't lose that trust in yourself. I mean, do you feel like there ever was a, a moment or or a part where you did think maybe your intuition had led you wrong or you couldn't trust yourself? Or do you feel like you just kept believing in that? I feel like there were moments where it, it wasn't like, it wasn't like I was doubting myself, but it was more like, feel like I'm going in the right direction. So I'm confused why reality hasn't caught up yet. Yes. It was, it was like, I, I, I really feel like this is the right path and I'm going the right way, but I feel like I should be seeing more reality catching up by now. Mm-hmm. And so like there were those moments, but I don't really recall there ever being a moment where I was like, oh, you know, screw this. I'm like, I shouldn't even be doing this. There was just always that part of me that was like, this doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Like the total acknowledgement that it looks bonkers and it doesn't make sense on paper and not everyone's going to understand. And I had to just make my peace with that. I just had to be willing to do it anyway, because mm. going back to your question that you said a few minutes ago, like just cause you're acting in alignment doesn't mean everything just unfolds with ease all the time. Like sometimes I, I really feel like this, this story as difficult as it was while I was living it, it was such a huge gift to me because now there are so many people who have come into my world and who have joined my programs or hired me because they watched me walk through that. And actually during that entire year, I was doing a 365 day live stream challenge also. So I'm literally like showing up every single day even like so many live streams, there were zero people on, like it looked like nobody's listening, but people were listening. They were watching, but I didn't know about it until I was on the other side because they were just observing. They were just mm. like, huh, like I, I, they already knew me. Like a lot of them had already known who I was, but they were watching me and like, oh, wow. Like shit's really upside down in her life. Like, how's she gonna kind of like on TV show, like getting the popcorn, like, how is she gonna do? (laughs) But like, once I got through it, people were like, I watched you walk through that. And that was amazing. And I didn't even know they were watching. Like, I had no idea they were paying any attention at all. And, you know, back then, you know, two, three years ago, there are people that I coach now that I would not have been ready to coach then. Like the people that I coach now are at a certain level of power that I'm mm. ready for now, but I wouldn't have been ready for them two or three years ago. And so it was just knowing that like, I can still help somebody. I can still, there are some people that I'm already nailing it in certain areas 
where they need a lot of help. Like for me, communication and emotional intelligence didn't matter what was happening in my life. Like nothing could take away the fact that I was nailing it in that area. Like, yes, I, I was walking through things that would make people want to just pull the plug and give everything up. And I was able to stay the course. I was able to navigate a separation and a divorce in a way that led to us having a really amazing co-parenting relationship. And, you know, where we're not, um, like there's no power struggle. We're not fighting against each other. And like, I was able to navigate that in a way that allowed space for him to have his experience of it, which like, obviously that was hard for him. Obviously I was the one who initiated, like, obviously he's going to have his own experience of that. And, you know, navigating the communication and setting boundaries and like all of these things that were really hard, but I was like, I did it. And I'm really proud of how I led myself through that, that time in my life. So I'm like, it doesn't matter that I'm not making much money at that time. Like I, I can teach people this because with this, I'm nailing it with this. Like I can teach people how to communicate. I can teach people how to feel their feelings. I can teach them how to heal their traumas. Like I can teach people this because this, I might not be nailing it in business right now, but I am nailing it in this. (laughs) Yeah. So I I taught what I know. Like I didn't try to pretend, you know, I had a money business before. So I was like, I didn't try to pretend. Yeah. Everything's amazing with money when that wasn't, that wasn't what was true. It was not amazing with money at that time. I'm so glad you brought this up because I feel like a, I, I just, I know because I coach people who are in business on their business. So I hear the conversations. There's a lot of people who are wanting to transition their business for many reasons, um, from money or business or manifestation of, of money or marketing to something that they feel more confident in. And I just did this two day, like virtual retreat with my mastermind. And I told them like, you need to be running a business and creating offers on topics and skill sets and whatever you want to call it on things <laughs> that you're unwaveringly confident in. Like, even if you had yes. a dip in your business, you would still be confident in this thing. And that can be business because even a seasoned business owner knows like, yeah, whatever there's revenue dips, like there's ups and downs, yeah. like that's part of business. Then, then you are probably like a great fit to, to be a business coach or a money coach or like whatever. But what's really cool is that if that actual thing is like you said, really amazing self-leadership, communication, emotional intelligence. I mean, there's so many options. It's like just permission to lean into that thing that like you're nailing right now. I love that. I just, I feel like everyone needs to hear that and like kind of have a little check-in with themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, it was, um, it was an easy transition because honestly, I felt like it took so much pressure off of me because when I was, I felt like I was starting to feel like such a fraud teaching about money, like seeing my income just crash and burn. And I just, I I couldn't even get myself to talk about it because I felt so out of integrity. And I was like, I can't, I, I, I feel like I have a lot that I need to learn about this before I can feel really good teaching on this again. And like maybe there will come a time in the future where I will speak on that through the lens of feminine energy and all that, who knows, but it's not something like when I just gave myself permission to teach on 
emotions and feminine energy and communication and the dating process. Like I was like, these are things that I live every single day. Like these are things that I can do backwards, inside out, upside down, eyes closed. Like I, I know my stuff in this area and you know, with the dating process, like even my, my teachings on dating evolved as I navigated the dating, dating process. Like I deepened my own wisdom in that area and I did what I set out to do. I wanted to date for like at least a couple of years and really just enjoy being single, getting to know myself, finding who I am outside of a relationship. And I'm so happy that I did that. Like I'm in a relationship Mm -hmm. now, but, Mm -hmm. um, for the last, like for the last four or five months, but it's just, I I'm really glad that I went through that process so that now I look at my journey and I'm like, I was married for 10 years. I navigated separation and divorce life as a single mom, um, dating now, like navigating the early stages of a relationship. Like I'm like, there's that covers a pretty wide range of, <laughs> of experiences. I'm like, I'll get to the yeah. point where like navigating, moving in together and marriage, like that, that part will come in the future. But like, I think that's why I'm suddenly recently just connecting with so many people is because there are people who energetically couldn't see me before. Um, now I feel just really at peace and really confident in my business, in my skill set, in the results that I can help people get in what I'm teaching. And now like people, so many people are coming into my world and I'm like, yeah, I'm ready, baby. Come on in. I've been waiting for you. And it just, it, yeah. I feel very relaxed and just ready for them. Like I've been, I, I've been saying for years that like, all it takes is one piece of content to go viral and things can change at the, do- the drop of a hat. And like, honestly, that's what's happening right now is just like thousands of people are finding me seemingly out of nowhere. And I'm like, it's cause I'm ready. Like I wasn't ready before. And now I am. So good. I just am like, I'm so, I just, I'm in love with this whole conversation. <laughs> I love it. And you do like, I can feel it. I think the listeners can feel it like you do. You have this like very confident, grounded, chill, open energy right now without feeling like you're hardly even needing to try because it's just is who you are. And I think people feel like they have to really try to be confident. They have to really try to like have this right energy. And it's like, no, you just get to experience your life. Notice the things you are really confident in. Keep growing, keep learning. I feel like trying to be confident is an oxymoron. <laughs> it is. <laughs> like you you can't you can't try to be confident. Like trying impl- mm. implies a lack of confidence. So, yeah. It's like you can't try to be confident. If you're trying, you have to kind of remove what you're trying and like find what's underneath there. Find it it's, I mean trying to be confident really is like I'm judging what's underneath so therefore got to try mm. to cover it up with something else. So when you can just fall madly in love with whatever is the thing in, in yourself that you're judging or like work on it. <laughs> you know, just whatever it is that you feel like you know, I'm not ready for high level clients or whatever it is. Well then get ready. No big deal. You're not mm. ready. No like 
it's not a big hairy deal. Just so go get ready, practice, like go get some free clients or like low ticket clients. Like just go get ready. (laughs) It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. And the other thing you brought up that I really want to talk about too, is I had the, as you were talking, I, I like wrote down a question I wanted to ask you and you kind of brought it up. My question was like, how were you showing up online in your business when all of this craziness was going on? Mm, you mentioned that you had the you had the 365 day <laughs> commitment to going live, which yeah is hard to even imagine. So whatever you want to say there, it's like, what was that like? How did you show up every single day of that? Like you know, like, how did you get yourself to keep showing up every single day? But then also like what, what you mentioned it a little bit, but for anyone listening, like, yeah, how there's two types of hows, right? Like how mentally do you do it? Get yourself to do it. Also, what were you talking about? What were you showing? Mm -hmm. What was your mindset as well of like, because I think some people don't show up because life is too crazy. I don't have the energy. And then also people don't show up because it's like, life's too crazy. I don't have anything perfect to share or show or talk about, and I'm judging myself and I'm comparing myself. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I just had this, a similar conversation with a client this morning. Um, because she was, she had this feeling like, you know, I just, I still have triggers around the thing that I'm teaching on. So I feel like this imposter syndrome. I'm like, girl, my boyfriend triggered me this morning. Like he, he has no idea. I haven't even like, I I'm still <laughs> like, I haven't even had time to like sit and process it. And even yes. though if I need to say anything, like I probably don't even need to say anything, but I definitely have a trigger to work through. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm like, can you imagine if I said, I have to wait until I have zero triggers around relationships or love before I teach anything about it? Like how many lives, how many relationships wouldn't even exist? <laughs> first of all, because like my teachings, literally women have used them to find their husbands. So like there, how many relationships either would not exist or would not exist in the form that they do today? Like how many lives would have not changed if I had said, Oh, I have to wait till I have no triggers around this. Like I'm, you're always going to have work to do always, always, always like that's just get comfortable with that. So the way that I showed up mentally through that process, it really was, it was the reason why I started um, the 365 days of Facebook live before any of the craziness had started. Like it was July, 2019. When I started it, I was not separated yet. Like none of the shit had hit the fan yet. So life just looked normal. <laughs> yeah. just like, Oh, I'm just going to do this. But the reason why I was doing it was because I wanted to be, I wanted to be a businesswoman. I wanted to be a woman, not just a businesswoman, but a woman of her word. I wanted to be someone who's capable of sticking with things when it gets hard. And so I know that it, the timing of that commitment was no coincidence <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> because like literally one month later was when I asked for my separation and everything it's just kind of felt like that tipping point where you've got a big ball at the top of a hill and you just push it just and like, okay, well, here we go. <laughs> the whole thing kicked off. And so knowing that the reason why I was showing up had nothing to do with my audience. It had nothing to do with how much money I make. It had nothing to do with launching. It was for my own integrity. 
I wanted to build my integrity. Like that was like on the days where it had been a week since I'd seen someone show up on my live stream, I had to remind myself whether people watch or not, this matters because it's my commitment to me. Like this is, I'm doing this for me more than I'm doing this for them. If, if other people are watching it and benefiting from it, that's amazing. <laughs> but I'm doing this for me. So I had to do it for a reason that's not dependent on anybody else. That was what really got me to show up. But what I was actually sharing during that time. So I'm a big believer in being transparent to an extent, like not where you have to like air your dirty laundry. You don't have to like give all the nitty gritty details about everything. Like you don't owe people that, but I do believe there's something to be said for saying like life is like upside down right now. And I'm, I'm going through it and I'm, here's what I'm doing to navigate it. Here's how I'm taking care of myself. Here's my mindset that I'm tapping into as I'm going through it. And so I did share things like I lost the house and like, I I shared that kind of weeks later after I had been through the hairiest parts of it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I, I, I shared a few weeks later, I'm like, things are still kind of upside down, but like, here's kind of what's been happening. And, and even while it was happening, I didn't pretend like everything's rosy and perfect. I was literally like when I was packing up my house, there's boxes everywhere and I'm popping open my phone to do a Facebook live. I'm like, yeah, so I have to move out of my house like this week. So things are crazy right now. Like I didn't share all of the details of why I was moving, but I was like, things are upside down. So I'm going to do a quick live stream, share, you know, some things, whether it was like teaching something on relationships or emotional intelligence or lead like whatever I felt called to teach on, Mm. but I never, ever pretended like, oh yeah, my life is fabulous. Like I, I didn't do any of that because it would have been extremely inauthentic. (laughs) And yeah, I don't, for me, it causes me to lose trust when I see online that people present a really glossy image. And then I see a post like, yeah, like three months ago, I was Googling how to sell feet pics because things were like such a mess. (laughs) And I'm like, and I, you know, there was one time that happened and I even scrolled back in her social media to see like, was there any indication that things weren't perfect? And it's like, no, like it's just very glossy. Like my life is amazing. And, and I feel really turned off by that. I feel, um, I feel like now I can't trust anything you say because, Mm. you know, presenting your life as if it's perfect when in the background, you're so frustrated that you're Googling how to sell feet pics. Like, by the way, nothing wrong with selling feet pics, no judgment, but like (laughs) she was saying it because she was saying like, I was doing this because I was frustrated. I wanted to quit. And I'm like, well, like, that's fine. If you're having, if you're going through that, that's understandable. It's so common, but don't paint your life as rosy and perfect. If that's, like the furthest thing from reality at that point, like say, you know, wow, if it, like things feel upside down right now, like things are um, like, I've got a lot of emotions happening or whatever it is. You don't have to divulge every detail, but like, don't be fake about it. <laughs> well, I think literally people are posting like, life is amazing. Life is so perfect. Money is flowing like crazy. And then these things are going on behind the scenes. And 
the fact of the matter is, this is my opinion, like being someone who's scaled their business to this shiny million and thought everything was going to be perfect. And then mm-hmm. has also been in these very high level spaces with others. It, it's a shit show at the top too, you guys. <laughs> I just, what I've learned is like, it, yeah, all of our lives are, are and, and you know, you know, yours might be crazier than mine at the moment or mine might be crazier. It's not like that. It's just like, yeah. we've all got something going on. <laughs> it's never yeah. perfect. It's always a little messy. Sometimes it's really messy and it can still be great or not. But like, I, that's, <laughs> I'm, I'm just so with you at this point. I'm like, anytime I see somebody who's acting like life is hundred percent perfect all the time because of this inner work that they've done or because of all the money they make, I'm like, 100%. That's not true. I don't and even it keeps people true. chasing that. Like it keeps yeah. people in that cycle of once I get to a million, everything's going to be okay. Because look at these women online who've got all of their shit together. And I'm like, but that's not the truth of it. Like, and then you, you know, you see other stories of where they're posting about their $50,000 a month or whatever. And then I'll see them post in a private group a week later of how they made their first sale in months. Or like, or like, yeah. it's just, yeah. the math doesn't add up. Like it's, um, like there's so much, I'm hearing so many stories of a lack of integrity, which I, I'm partly grateful for because it's calling people into a higher standard. <laughs> like there's mm-hmm. just, there's less and less tolerance for false advertising now. And I, I think people just got to get real with themselves and they got to s- stop judging where they are so much that they feel like they have to lie about it. Like that's what it comes down to. It's like where you are is where you are. <laughs> it's fine. It's not a big deal. Like you're not going to be there forever. Even like, and honestly for many people, even if you were, it would still be fine. <laughs> yeah. And I think that we're really leaning into conversations and to people that are being more transparent. Like, like mm-hmm. what you're sharing here. And it's, it's really, really interesting. Like, you know, this week I've been sharing these, like, I've been calling it confessions. Mm-hmm. I've been these loving are, those posts, by the way. Thank you. And these are things that I've been sitting with for, I've been saying like six months, but honestly, even longer. Cause I've had clients that are like, Oh, I remember working with you two years ago. And you mentioning this, cause I'm very, very transparent with my clients all the time. Yeah they get, they get the most real. Like I'm that coach where you're like, (laughs) yeah, you're like, Taylor, I I had this thought this morning and me as your coach, I'm like, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Because I think that's like what, I think that is what makes life and business great is when you can really accept like, yeah, I am going to have overwhelmed moments. Things are going to go wrong, like, and still trust yourself Mm -hmm. and still follow your intuition and still do your personal development instead of chasing perfection. But what I've, what I've noticed writing these posts is I'm like, why did I wait so long? Because of course, and I'm not doing it for engagement. I'm, I'm, I'm actually doing it as like a releasing for myself. Cause it's like, it got to the point where literally I was like, I don't even know, like, if I want to be running this business, like I feel so lost with how I feel about the industry. And, and that's why I felt like I couldn't talk about it. I didn't have the right words. I didn't really feel like I had a real stance, but when it's all up here in your head, of course you don't speak it. So it's been really, really cool. And the engagement has been insane and the support has been insane. Um, cause that's what people are wanting. And I know for me who I'm following, like I cannot follow people who only show perfection anymore. Like I just can't do it because I know it's not real. (laughs) 
But then yeah. when I see someone that's like, kids running into their office during a podcast interview, or like when I see the chaos, but I also see them creating great things. I'm like, oh yes. Like, cause that's just, that's real. That's like yeah. what it's really going to be like. So if anyone's listening, that's afraid to show that you please just start showing it. Cause you'll be amazed. Yeah. Like people want it and they're going to lean in. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. And it's easier. It's way easier oh than God, trying so to pretend it's perfect. <laughs> like, I'm like, thank God. <laughs> can you imagine? Like, I'm like, I mean, I live in a very modest apartment. Like I'm not, I don't have like the whole like shiny thing. I, I live in a little apartment with my kids and it's, you know, I live a very modest life and I just, I can't imagine, I like, I, I did feel for a while years ago, like I have to keep up. I have to like show a certain lifestyle. And I'm like, I don't need to do that. What people need to see is me treating myself like gold. And I can do that no matter where I'm living. Mm. Like I can do that in a little two bedroom apartment or I can do it like eventually, yeah, it'd be great to do that in a lake house. <laughs> like yeah. that would be awesome. But if I'm showing people that they have to live in a lake house in order to be able to do what I'm doing, like right. what hope, like what example does that set? Like, I'm really grateful that I've been able to um, create a story where I, I get to show people how to do it, even when life is a fucking mess. Like everything is just feels like a gong show. And <laughs> learning how to, cause I never said like, Oh, life's too crazy to take care of myself. Like it was like, no, life is crazy. I need to take care of myself. I need to like, yeah, life is crazy. So let, like, let me fuel myself the best I can. Cause I need all the fuel I can get. And like, honestly, and I'm sure anyone listening can agree. Like that's way more impressive. Like that or being like, I can show up every day on a live stream, even when like mm-hmm. is crazy versus the person who's like, I can show up every day on a live stream because I live in this gorgeous house, have full-time staff, yeah. get my hair and makeup done right before. Like, <laughs> nobody's impressed, like nobody's impressed that the Kardashians do self-care. Like, duh, of right. course they do. Like, <laughs> but like nobody can relate to that. But, you know, I'm just like, I'm a mom. I'm a single mom and... I just, I live in a very like normal place. Like I don't, I make a normal amount of money. You might say like, I just, I don't like, I, I, I will hopefully in the, in the future be like making tons of money and like have the kind of house I want. Like I'm all for that abundance. I'm so all for mm-hmm. it. But what kind of example would I say if I'm like, Oh, I have to wait until I have all of that before I can do what I'm doing. Like then that, then I'm basically sending the message Oh, you only live in like a little apartment. Oh, like you're a single mom. Well, sucks to be you. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. That would be awful. Uh, yeah. It's, it's so cool. I love, I just, I really love your story and I love everything that this episode turned into. Cause I think it's what people really, really need to hear right now. And I'm so happy. I'm glad that you're proud of yourself for all of this because you should be. It's awesome. And I hope everyone listening can think of something that they are proud of themselves for. That would be my, I'm going to ask you this, but I put, that's my one thing. <laughs> What's the one thing that someone who maybe is kind of feeling like they're in their own version of rock bottom or just like, it's like one thing after another right now. What's one thing that you would tell them? It's temporary. Like that was what yeah. legit got me through that whole thing was just 
reminding myself over and over and over. Like there, there's actually a few things that I really repeated to myself all the time. <laughs> One of them was this is this part is temporary. Like this is not going to last forever. But another one, I remember there was one night in the house, like days before I lost it, I was in the bathroom brushing my teeth. And you know, that moment where you kind of like zone out and I was just kind of brushing very absentmindedly. And I had this thought drop into my head. My, my guides are very snarky sometimes because, you know, <laughs> that's the, that's my life. So it was this thought of like, oh, excuse me, you're, you don't love the path that you have to go through in order to get literally everything you've ever wanted. Excuse me, princess. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was just like this reminder that so what if I don't love every step of the journey? Like, who cares? I don't love every minute of a car ride either. Like, right. so what if I'm not in love with every single step along the way? Like, I'll be okay. <laughs> I will be okay. I will get there when I get there. And along the way, like, there's going to be plenty of moments that I do love. But like, yeah, it's just not that big of a deal. Like, this is literally leading me to everything I've ever wanted. So if I can trust that this is leading me to everything I've ever wanted, how do I want to show up? So good. I love it. Um, tell everyone where they can find you and follow you. I mean, mostly right now, your social media is relationship tips, dating tips. Mm -hmm. I love this series that you have going on TikTok right now that you're posting (laughs) the grown ass woman. Yes. (laughs) Like this is so genius. So I hope that you're really enjoying doing that because it's really, really good. I I mean, even I was enjoying it and I'm not dating. (laughs) Oh, I, I have, I am enjoying it so much because I was planning on doing only a series of 10 and then like, they just started going wild. Like people just thousands of people coming into my world. And I'm like, Oh, you like this? Okay. I got plenty more where that came from. Like, so I was thinking that I was like, I hope she's not stopping this anytime soon. No, (laughs) I've got like so many of them batched and ready to go. Cause I'm like, Oh, I got tons more where this came from. Like I can go, I can talk all day about this. So yes, my grown ass woman, it started out as dating tips, but now it's going to be relationships because not everybody's in the dating phase, but a lot of principles apply when you're dating and when you're in a relationship. So, um, grown ass woman relationship tips. Absolutely. (laughs) I am posting them every day. And so Facebook is like kind of, um, that seems to be where most people are finding me. Um, my Facebook page. I also have my Facebook group, which I really love teaching in. I do most of my teachy stuff in there. So you'll learn tons about, um, self-love, communication, dating, relationships, feminine and masculine energy, all of that stuff. I teach it in my group, um, which is called magnetic femininity. And then I also have TikTok and Instagram. So TikTok is like at, at Chelsea Jarvis. And I think Instagram is Chelsea.Jarvis. Awesome. I created an account years ago that I can no longer access. That's just Chelsea Jarvis. So like, <laughs> I don't, I can't log into it anymore. It's just there forever now, I guess. <laughs> oh man, that's too funny. Awesome. Well, we will link to all the places to find you. Highly suggest everyone follow. Um, and thank you so much for this amazing conversation. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. I had so much fun. I so appreciate you having me on. Awesome. Bye everyone.
Real quick before you go, if this episode gave you value, got you inspired, or has you feeling more confident than ever about your big goals, can you do me a quick favor and go leave a review? It would mean the absolute world to me and it helps other powerhouse women just like you find this show, which is truly the best gift that you could ever give me. So thank you in advance for leaving a five-star review. Have a great week and I'll talk to you soon.